This episode on the Digital Bath Podcast, we bring you Unholy Trinity, Part 3. and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you to the third iteration of the Unholy Trinity. You know what they say, the third one's never as good as the other two, but it makes the most money. So here we go. I'm surrounded by the four horsemen of the apocalypse and all the cat hair that has ever existed on Jesse's shirt. That's actually the fourth horseman Yeah, the cat hair. I was about to say. The fifth horseman. Aren't you? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Meow. Harry. <laughs> uh, Where's my shirt? Jesse, Nick, Chris, thank you for being here today. Uh, I know you had to push a lot of stuff aside, like new dogs and vomit, not giving a shit. Vomit. So um, let's go ahead and first commemorate this episode by popping our tops. Well, that was a good one. Woo! Chris has provided the us. Dakota's was the worst. I'm sorry. I was just about mm. to give you a compliment, too. Yeah. <laughs> Chris has provided us with this bountiful feast today of, fuck are these? Scarlet, scarlet letter. letter. Those are the same 10%. That's what you meant by they're that, all the yeah. scarlet letter. I just, Jesse, I didn't know what you meant by that. That we're all whores. You saw one. We're all a bunch of whores. Whores. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've done this before. We've done this twice. So what we're going to do today, we kind of mix it up a little bit because um, reasons that we'll get into. Uh, Jesse picked someone that I wanted to help out with. So, real quick, real quick, if, if you don't know what the Unholy Trinity is, this is the third episode. If the, oh, this is the, the first one you're listening to, that's what I was getting to. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't realize you were getting to that. My bad. This completes the Unholy Trinity of the, Unholy Trinity. It does. Though. Yes. The triptychs of the triptychs. We can never do a fourth. It's a good album, actually. The triptych. Until yeah. we do. <gasps> that's what you should have done. Demon Hunter. We'll say this is the final until it's not. The final. The final. So the way this goes is we choose a band or artist that we feel has three consecutive uh, great albums or albums that you would call classics. So, um, like a pickle, it, it, like a pickle. Yeah, a Vlasic album. What's Vlasic mean? Yeah, what what's Vlasic? It's like classic with a V. Isn't that the brand of pickles? And they're Vlasic pickle with a stork on it. Am I crazy? Is that not a thing? I think it is, but oh, okay. but he I said just to eat them, bro. I don't read the jar. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, but so and it's harder than you think because there's a lot of great bands out there, a lot of great artists. But then when you start to try to put shit together, you yeah. know, find it, three in a row that are amazing. They sell out for one album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. there's usually yeah. an album where they try something new, doesn't go very well, and then yeah. they end up doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> P-E. Kill Switch huh? Engage is what? one of my favorite bands of all time, but I mean you can't can only connect two of those bad yeah. boys together at a time. Yep. So, um, but yes. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy a lot of uh, discussion here. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and start with our resident uh, artistic person over here, uh, Chris. So how many different threes do you want? Because I, I was I was trying to I was trying to help Nick, and then I realized everything that I like Nick doesn't like. That's sort not, of, that, That's not true. That's profound. Bro. Do you like ghosts? That's not true. No. Okay. Just do, do like, one. Do you like three teeth? One artist. Yes, I like three teeth. 
Okay, Three Teeth. Let's start with them. I feel like they've had three really strong Look. albums in a row. Okay. Okay. So uh, Three Teeth started us off in, way back in 2014, I believe it was. It was so long ago. 2014, Three Teeth came out with their <coughs> self-titled album, and I uh, I hadn't heard of them when this came out. I think it took... They toured with Tool, hmm. and a couple of my friends saw them, and they were like, have you heard of Three Teeth? And I was like, no, never in my life. And they're like, they sounded like a band you would really like. So I started listening to them, and I think this was around the time we were driving to Olathe. Jesse and I had a mm. uh, had a little hour-long jaunt to uh, to our jobs for a while there. And Three Teeth just really kind of hit that spot for me. They are definitely what you would call a an industrial influence band. Um, a lot of the uh, bands these days don't like to be classified, but fuck that. That's what they are. They're they're industrial Very metal. Much so. Sometimes yeah. it's hard though. I mean, sometimes bands do fit perfectly into a genre, and then other times, you know, you try to like explain them to someone, and like you just gotta listen to it. They're genre <laughs> fluid, is what you're. Yeah, <laughs> there there is a lot of ba- bands like Bring Me the Horizon, right? Yeah. They're Oof. genre fluid. Yeah. They don't really have a singular genre. They tend to go out in a bunch of different realms and do well on all of them. Mm-hmm. They do well in this genre. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, he stays, they've, they've kind of stayed in their wheelhouse yeah. mostly. Is it mainly one person that like does? No, no, it, they're full band. They're full band. Full okay. band. The, I the, main, the main guy, guy always has. He's he's a character. He's uh he always has a weird mustache and circular glasses. He's definitely Doctor Robotnik. Had a, yeah, he's had a consistent, very much so that that kind of look. But like Doctor Robotnik at a BDSM bar. <laughs> I mean, I mean, have you seen the newest Sonic? No. Uh, it no, has I nothing to do with that. Oh, okay. okay. So start off with a self-titled album. I don't know. Are are any of you familiar? Yeah. I've yeah, listen to Three Teeth. Okay. Heard you talk about them. So they're probably their biggest hit off that first album was Master of Decay. And that song still, when I hear it come on, I'm like, God, this song is so... They did a whole remix album and there was like five different artists who did mm. Masters of Decay. I love nice. bands that do remix albums. Oh, a yeah. lot like Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Yes. Literally the same year they came out with the album called Remixed. And it's all their songs redone several several times over. There's artists that do the same song. It's wild. Uh, but then in 2017, they came out with Shutdown.exe, and I was super excited for this album because, you know, I've been listening to... By that time, I'd been listening to them for a couple of years and was like, I can't wait to see what they do next. So, so before we get too far ahead into the other album, like, yeah. what was it that initially drew you to them or, like, why, you know, out of all the... Bands. If you know me at all, you know that I love industrial. Like that is the first time I heard Nine Inch Nails when I was a little kid. I heard Head Like a Hole. I think I saw the video on MTV and was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but this is my shit. Like, uh, how would you describe industrial? Um, I mean, I would say a lot of rock or okay. metal based music. With robots fucking in the background, like <laughs> yeah. electronic, yeah, electronic. Yeah, electronic. There's there's some bleeps and bloops, some but there's production. a lot of there is. But there's also generally a lot of things that sound like machines doing things. Like yeah. that's like one of my favorite al- uh, bands of all time, Fear Factor. I think they were on. Like, were they one of the other Unholy Trinities? I did. Uh, let's say yes. Let's say I did. They're industrial metal, like metal first, industrial second. This is more of a industrial, and then it's metal as well. Making mm-hmm. music with sounds, yes, for yeah, sure. Yes. It, industrial in general is a very visceral, right. hard-edged sound. Like it yeah. just sounds uncomfortable mm-hmm. being near it. There, there is an uncomfortability that a yeah. lot of industrial artists have, and I revel in it. It's, it's one of those things that just gives me those uh, 
uh, I don't know, endorphin, serotonin, whatever. When I hear that kind of sound, I'm like, I'm sorry, who is this? Yeah. It sounds like it's industrial. It, I'm in. Yeah. Industrial and industrial music is a dying breed. Like it is, it was always kind of like smaller Fringe. genre, you yeah. know, and everything. And now it's even smaller. Like it just doesn't really exist much anymore. You had a boom with like Rammstein mm -hmm. and kind of that late nineties, early two thousands yeah. era of other bands that dabbled in it. Um, but yeah, it definitely for like the last 10 years, I think has been fairly non-existent except yeah. for three, three teeth. teeth right. Well, there's little blips. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but the latest, uh, uh, code, code orange. orange is mm, very, yeah industrial yeah. with with odd stops and odd time signatures and it that just ooh I, I get goosebumps thinking about that kind of shit and other people are like how do you listen to that they just stop when you don't want them to and go and yeah tala tala is like a in, yeah. d industrial prog gent new, new metal. metal yeah they're <laughs> I, I feel they're like crazy I, I i was thinking too and i might not be 100 percent right on this but i just kind of feel that um industrial some of the cues from industrial has kind of been absorbed into the greater kind of gent metalcore, yeah, deathcore sound now. For sure, because like, um, like I was talking the production, I think some industrial uh, did a lot that people weren't doing at the time. Is on top of the band, you had the electronic part of it, yeah. so it really rounded out the sound. And I mean, you'll be hard pressed to find a modern metalcore deathcore band that doesn't use some Samples kind of non non instrument it's sound. influence. Yeah, yeah. It can be seen among a lot of the metal. Genres, and I'm not talking sure. about you, Born of Osiris. <laughs> I, I like them and then I just feel like their keyboardist is in another band who's got headphones on he's like I'll just do a little thing right here and they're like alright thanks thanks, buddy next song I guess <laughs> we're contractually obligated to have <laughs> yeah. you in the band like so. he's like the lead singer's brother and he's yeah. like I said he could be in the band now I don't we're know. really big it's and not yeah. even plugged in <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he keeps getting on the albums man no okay so you've, you've got the second album shutdown.exe back on three teeth uh, and I was waiting for uh, Shutdown was a big one. And then Degrade. Um, I think those were the big ones that had like singles out. Degrade's the one that I that, uh, comes to my mind when you mentioned Three Teeth for me. Because mm -hmm. he says Degrade like yeah. 20 times in that Donkey song. Donkey Kong. Something yeah. like that. He definitely says yeah. that. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. After the Donkey Kong song. I, I think the, the Donkey Kong song. DK. Donkey Kong. Degrade. Donkey. Yeah. Get just fucking go on. He doesn't know the DK rap. He doesn't. Guys, I think I have a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you have an odd sense of humor. Go on. An odd? Sense of humor. Go on. Spelled with like A-U? Yep. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, with the, with these kind of albums when they release, though, are, are you guys more of a single? Like, you listen to the singles and that's it? Like, when, when that album came out, I was like front to back over and over because it was an hour long drive. Just and like I, how you wipe. Front to back, <laughs> over and over. Make sure you clean. I go side sure to side, clean. man. I don't know. What? How the fuck does that clean anything? <laughs> Small motions. But does a little whirly. That's just like, playing you know, with yourself. Just, <laughs> uh, two fingers, not so, one. What the fuck? Were you actually asking that, or were you? Like, yes, for real. Are you a, are you a full album listener, or do you just go just it, the hits for me? It please? depends on it depends on the band and the mood. Mm -hmm. I mean, because like I certain sound like certain like Black Panther soundtrack, I gotta just listen to that shit like over and over, you know. But like different artists because um, there are some artists where i like their singles but i don't like their full album so it just depends i i am a full album listener like if i find a single and i like it i want to hear what the rest of the album sounds mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. so that's, i will listen to the full album immediately it's the same for me i i hear a song i'm like ooh, that's that's cool i'll listen to the whole album and then i have of course playlist of like some of my favorites from oh, them sure. that i'll listen to quite a quite a bit but 
I always I always like it when you when you start listening to a single and you go to the full album and you end up liking some song off to the you know it's like the eighth song on the album no one else cares about but you're like this is my fucking like this is my favorite speaking of which what i'd like to do as well um springing this on and they're looking at me what the fuck is he gonna say uh i want us to also um we're gonna create a playlist a spotify playlist, spotify spotify mm. spotify spotify playlist uh with some a selection of some of the Bands that we're going to be talking about, we'll put it out for you guys. Hell yeah. So yeah. I thought that'd be cool. And we can and dabble we can a little bit of the other ones. Yep, yeah. yep, a little of the other so, ones. Because we'll, Jesse and I started. Look at that crowd yeah. interaction. Jesse our and own. I started our own, like, kind of uh, playlist that we were sharing some music that we like back and forth. Yeah, and it's all Jesse I, played all week, so I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. I've, Good uh, choices. I invited it's... Michelle into, so. <gasps> oh, cool. Yeah, so. Into the podcast? Yeah. We're going to have to get more fucking furniture. <laughs> She'll just rise above, like, in Stranger yeah. Things. Oh no! She's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Just like just the lights we have right now really Do paint that know aesthetic. How it feels. <laughs> All right, Not Chris. Really. All right, keep so, going, buddy. 2017 was a good year. Then in 2019, was it? I don't remember. <laughs> okay, go on. It wasn't. I was still. Ooh, I was still married. It was not great. But you know, Three Teeth was good. That's great, man. That's and great. Uh, about the time um, their third album came out, which is called Meta War, that's when I actually got to see them live awesome. in uh, at the uh, Granasty. No, Kansas City Circular Bar closed down now. Riot Room. Riot, Riot Room. Room. Riot Room. Yeah. R.I.P. Riot Room. Yep. R.I.P. But there's Damn. a place called the Boulevard in Kansas City now, where a lot of bands are playing, and the owner of the riot room is the one running and putting on shows there so a good or bad thing long apparently. live the <laughs> i can't think of his name it's like gut gut and shredder or something crazy like that he's got a weird, real weird last name super cool guy though anyway so the third album was coming out and they put out singles again uh e triple exit oh fucking amazing song american landfill oh yeah. i love that that's song a, that's yeah. a big song i, I love that song if you uh, if you're feeling I as well love that song. Do you? If you're feeling great about America, don't listen to American Landfill. No. You won't. <laughs> you won't. One kind of weird thing they did during this whole I've got great news for you, Chris. There's probably a lot of people listening to that song. Yeah, look at you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Your kids are gonna love it. So uh during this album cycle they they actually had a uh a suit commissioned for the lead vocalist made that was a lizard suit. And uh, they have a song called President X. It's a good and song. In the video, he wears this lizard suit. It's You're supposed to think about the politicians being lizard people and they all lie to you and all this. And it was it's a good song. Uh, that the, the video is also fun to watch. Video but when they played... Huh? The video enhances the yes, experience. Yes, for sure. I think all these songs... E, triple X, I don't I don't. I, maybe just call it Exit. Exit? I don't oh, know. Exit. And American Landfill, all good videos. But President X is is fun in a unique way. I feel like I haven't Why seen is a, that because it's a lizard people video. Have you seen it? Do you believe in lizard people? It's pretty over the top. Do I believe like, in lizard people? Mm -hmm. I believe in a high society. I don't know if I believe they're lizard people. I believe there's something controlling most of this. Most of us? No, not this. us, but the upper the, the government and everything. Oh, for sure. yeah. It's lizard people. <laughs> I mean, if you watch Midnight Meat Midnight, what Midnight is going on Train, today, guys? Midnight Meat Train. It's a great maybe, movie. Maybe I'm also left my. Go control. ahead. He blinked both ways. He's being controlled. Second eyelid. Initiate. That's how you know it's a lizard Meat person. Night, Mid Midnight Midnight Meat Train. Train. Yes. Yeah. Good video. Good With, movie. With uh, Rocket Raccoon in it. 
any hooser, they played live and at venues that mattered. Uh, sorry, Kansas City, we weren't it. He would actually walk out and walk back in wearing the lizard person suit, but it was in the middle of summer and or take his skin off. Who knows? That's scary. Whoa. I don't like that. I don't like Whoa. it. Whoa! Whoa! Wow. Any who's ha- have they changed much from that first album, or are they very? I I think I know the answer, but are to you are they very consistent from? I would that say first fairly album to the third? consistent. Okay. Um, and you like that about? Them. Yes. Now they have gotten into that thing where they've put out three albums, so now they've done like two or three uh, covers, which yeah, it the first time you, the first time a band you really like that's been doing original music does a cover, you're like, ooh, a cover. Pumped up kicks, cool, but it's industrial, ooh. And then they do, uh, you know, you spin me round, which has been covered by every band in forever, and you're Seriously. like, oh, okay. Well, especially <laughs> please don't do any more. They do goodbye horses. It. Damn, who does goodbye horses? Uh, was uh, the Deftones band? Yeah, not the Deftones. Lauren Chino's band. Chino's band. Oh, crosses. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, it's so amazing. Oh, Sorry, it's, go uh, on. it's it's no. it's sidetracking. No, we're, I'm I'm I want to. It's so good. <laughs> It's like not overstated. Like I, everybody who does covers is like, we'll do it, but we'll do it times five. And they're like, just me. The couple little synth beats. The problem I have with multiple covers over the years is that it's taking up a track on what could be an original album, a completely original album. That's just me. I like covers. I think they'd be cool as singles and everything, but having it on an actual track on the album is a little, I don't know, not 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 cool for me, bro. Would you fuck me? I'd, I'd fuck, fuck me. me. <laughs> I'd fuck me. That's right. I was just playing my head this whole time. <laughs> well, okay. Bing. Bing. I love Bing. Clerks too. Me too. Clerks three coming out soon. So that's my first unholy trinity. I like it. You can come back. I like if you want. it. I no, more. no, no. That I got, was good. I got more on tap. I like three teeth. So, what are we talking about? Three teeth or the Trinity? Did I just? Inceptionalize this episode? Do you know where their name comes from? Uh, it means the a Trinity, three teeth. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's a symbol of the Trinity, three teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah. If That's you cool. take a tooth from Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God, you have three teeth. Are you just making that up? <laughs> no, but their their whole album, their lead singer everything they teeth. talk about is like, yeah, the lead singer did Fire a lot of meth. <laughs> he only has three teeth. He turned, that, th- he turned that E backwards. Three took out the other words, and it looked like teeth, and he was like, fucking call it a day. So you have no idea is what you're saying? What? No. <laughs> uh, no, no, really, the, the album art and everything they talk about is about a trinity, basically. So I don't know if they're ever going to put it on another album. But I hope so. Were you, were you going to say something else? No, I... You just want to know if he knew where the name came from? Yeah. Okay. Look, you're I asking just want to hear a guy, Chris talk more about You're asking band. a guy who doesn't do he research to just know things. And, like, if you get me to, if you get me going on a topic, oh, my God, I do If that. you get me going on a topic, that's, that's pre- just kind of okay. weird. When I get hyper, fix it. Oh, God. Okay. It's all real. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, the band that Dakota and I have decided to talk about is a band called Under Oath. Wow. Rude, first of all. Uh, they you are a band that had a huge, was was a big part of my growing up adolescent age. You would, I think, Chris, actually like their very first two albums because uh, they were like black metal and death metal. Yeah. Um, and That's what everybody says when they listen to like metal and they're like, but it's like black metal and death metal. And, like metal and then I go, and and well, Five Finger Death Punch is a lot like black metal and death metal then too. Do you want to? You can't listen to them. We can't? 
No. Why? No. So so that band started off pretty dark, honestly. Uh, a lot of the themes of the first two albums were about like a, a car crash and losing somebody. And Dallas Taylor was the original lead singer. When you listen to the first album I'm going to talk about, which is called The Changing of Times, uh, it's a it's definitely a product, I think, of its time frame. It came out in 2002. What I liked about this album versus what was before it is it was kind of that bridge. It had that death metal, black metal kind of core to it, but then it made the blueprint for what made Underoath extremely popular for one and what influenced the emo, post-punk, hardcore kind of that whole framework screamo everything under the umbrella everything after this album took influences from it so Mm -hmm. they added techno which is very much what kind of born of osiris those kind of bands um stole from but the the content was extremely fucking depressing and as a 13 year old kid you think the world's the worst thing in the world Uh, so listening to it right you are right. Uh, what I liked about them as well is they, at that time, were considered a Christian band. However, yes, that this album had a lot of talks about Jesus and God in it. A lot of it was more or less just talking about the bullshit of life that they went through. Mm. And it wasn't so much necessarily about God, right. which, which I really enjoyed. Um, you, This wouldn't be on your three, right? Well, not. it's not that it wouldn't be. It's just that, you know, with it being led by a different frontman like i just almost consider that a different under oath um and the the current band the current lineup kind of does too um you know aaron says that he feels like what under oath really is kind of started in like the next Spencer came on yeah Yeah. but i i I do have a huge affinity for changing of times um it's very experimental sounding um and it was funny i was watching a a video today about devil wears prada um and they were like the their 11 most uh, innovative uh, metalcore albums and Changing Up Times was on it. It's Be- because of the uh, the keyboard work, first of all. They were one of the first bands to break out that had like a dedicated keyboard player um, and the production value that came with that. Um, yeah. And then also just kind of the um, Under Oath albums don't uh, follow a theme. They like, they really, uh, a lot of times, like, two tracks right next to each other it could sound like they're from completely different albums mm-hmm. so that's something else too that really drew me to them is that like you could get a completely different vibe from a song so like but within the same album so i really like that because different moods that you may have so but no and that, that album's super depressing um alone in december is a standout for me i fucking love that song and it is about the car crash where the lead singer lost his uh either fiance or girlfriend he was his girlfriend in a car accident and it ends with him saying, God, take me because I hate me. So like <laughs> um, Aaron Gillespie is the drummer. Uh, and what I'll say about the first album that rang true throughout their whole career is that the drums fucking slap. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when I'm listening to uh, the changing of times, every time I listen to it, I'm like, man, the guitars are good. The keyboard is really fun, but the drums really stick out. He's the clean vocalist of the group and and remained the clean voc- vocalist. So as they switched screamers. His voice was consistent. So that's mm. why, to me, that album still feels like an Under Oath album because of Aaron. He stayed with them. Mm-hmm. So when they transitioned into a more emo-y kind of post-hardcore era, punk punk, punk era, yeah. I, I still associated that as the same band. Um, 
well, and and again, I absolutely love and adore this album. Um, you know, uh, uh, when the is it when the sun sleeps? That was their single from the yeah. From the I mean, album. that yeah. song is amazing. And then uh, I, that's O two by you the way. The, here, you got the list here. There's yep. another song that I love on this. Um, oh, uh, never meant to break your heart. Yeah, and that has that weird techno-y breakdown do, in it. Do 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 do, and then yeah, they, yeah. There's some really fun like poppy stuff kind of, uh, and then it just breaks down into the metal. Uh, but it really is the br- blueprint, I think, for what a lot of bands took for this genre. So that's why I really like that album. It came out of really, uh, you know, a part of my life where I'm growing up, and I'm like, man, I'm depressed for no reason. I have a pretty decent life, I guess. But no, life's stupid. No, it's awful. Life's how, how, stupid. How did that album enter your life? Like, how did it? You find <laughs> out about it? Uh, so my mom would take me to the fucking Christian store, and I was like, well, I'm, there's a metal area maybe i'll find something cool out of this and so i picked up that under oath album and i was like this seems cool i'll try it because uh, in there was pod and other bands that weren't really metal so to speak <gasps> i said it i love pod but anyway they're new metal yeah they're, they're new, new metal. metal yeah yeah but you i took picked up demon hunter yeah i didn't know about demon hunter though i just Hunter's pretty fucking I, I picked good. up demon hunter because the name sounded cool and then i was like oh it's a christian band and i was well, like you could oh, listen to skillet bro still good i don't think skillet was, was a thing kidding. at the time i was looking at this album uh yeah but i i took it home and in my <laughs> i would go downstairs plug it plug it into the the boom box the radio at the time and i was like oh this is kind of cool what mom, is this did your mom know what it sounded oh, like? oh no my mom no did you hide it around her oh yes Oh, absolutely. Anytime like, I heard the footsteps, I was like, I got to pause this because she's going to be like, where did you get this? But then I can have the argument. I got it at the Christian store, Mom. I'm just praising God in my own way. Doing it with my mom. You don't understand. Uh, his girlfriend died, and, and that's really sad. He said, God, take me because I hate me. And I hate me right now. I hate okay? me. I wish God would take me. I wish he would just strike me down where I stand. Um, But he won't because he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like you, Mom. Yeah. Dude. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> These are actual Were you things listening he said as to music this heavy at the time? Because um, that, that's, I mean, there's there's totally some whiny shit going on. Again, there's electronic breakdowns, but that's a pretty heavy fucking album. It is. Like Especially both. for, like, Baby's First Metal, you know what I mean? Um, like, I, so uh, I was always uh, introduced to that metal, like, to the metal world with, yeah. like, Metallica and the classics, basically. But this, yes, might Screaming have, and... Uh, Atreyu might have beat them okay. by maybe a year. And Atreyu would have been coming up around the same time, yes, too. But is that uh, Butterfly Kisses and Suicide Notes or something like that? That was the, the album. first uh, album. Is that the first album? Mm-hmm. Then yes. You know what I found out, too? Uh, this uh, Underworld started in a small town in Florida that also A Day to Remember started remember. in. And Wage War came from the same place. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of like bands that come from yeah, weirdly from that this one little, place. Yeah. Yeah. What's the town called? A, a Loco or a somewhere? A Loco or, yeah, Weird. something like that. Something like that. Um, Aurora. You're not going to fucking know. fact check it. What do you care? A Loco. But, <laughs> <laughs> a Loco. Hey, hey. But, yeah, so that was my first kind of foray into the screamo metal world. That was the world. blueprint. That was, and, and then, of course, when Data Rimmer came out and other bands that were Norma Jean, very influenced by that. It was like, oh, hey, oh. I've heard this already. Um, Norma Jean. So that was a band that I've never actually listened to. They fucking came across my uh, Apple Music the other day. I've been rocking whatever that album that came out in 04. Oddly, every time you guys talk about Under Oath, I think of Norma Jean. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm lead, always wrong. The drummer did. Redeemer. I've been rocking that fucking album. Aaron, that was the band that Aaron went to, right? Aaron. The drummer? Uh, actually, the drummer from Norma Jean uh, uh, filled in sometimes. Oh, okay. And, so yeah. I knew there was a link. Botch would be a great. Uh, they all toured together. Would be a great example of a band from the 90s that I think 
Under Oath took some influences from, by the oh, way. Oh, yes. sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know that. Song that I, I'm like, yeah, for sure. I've, if, I've never listened to If Under you like Botch, very similar breakdown. That 99 album, you would like the first that album I'm talking about right now, The Changing of Times. I promise you. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to give it a spin and okay. I think you should too, listener. Yes. Listen <laughs> well, to we're going to we're going to make a playlist. We're one so. album in. So then, so then some time passes, 2 years pass and as time does. They they ask so some back info because I'm have hyperfixation because I have ADHD. No bleeding. Um uh Dallas Taylor was asked to leave the band. He was dealing with a lot of personal shit and that was, was the original That was the original rumor. Yes, heavy vocalist. Harsh vocalist. Like that. Yeah. And a very high, very harsh uh, sound. Um, that ver- that under oath is you can look up YouTube videos and they're playing in a record store with no stage with people like punching the air in front of them. Like that's that stereotypical like, you know, just underground hardcore. About to be like, what the venue. fuck is up, yes, Denny's? Yes, yeah. basically. <laughs> so That's a but, fucking hilarious yes. video. But so, yeah, so Dallas was asked to leave. He was dealing with a lot of personal shit. So he went on to start a new band that actually also toured with Under Oath. And then that's when Spencer came in. Um, Spencer. And uh, a little album came out called They're Only Chasing Safety, which is, I think, probably one of the most influential m- metalcore albums metalcore. of its time. Nice pop punk. It's it's the fusion, I think, of that older, heavier side to what um, I would even go as far as to say Fallout Boy, uh, Panic the Disco. The, I I, I feel like more, yeah, a little a little edgier, but yeah, I would put influence. them with like Thursday and yeah. like Thursday, thrice, yeah. maybe Thrice. thrice. And so, yes, yeah. definitely Thrice. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely Thrice. Totally. So totally, th- this was the first album to pop up on my radar, and um. For me, um, my my entry into heavier music really did not start until I was like, sorry, <laughs> until I was already almost out of high school. I mean, Slipknot was like the heaviest thing really, and like Killswitch that I was listening to. So like, not that heavy, you know. Huh? Um, Slipknot can't be that heavy. Well, I was listening to a lot of like subliminal verses. Oh, yeah, I didn't get into uh, the other two, the heavy. the two prior until a little bit later. But um, so for me, when this album. You know, when I got my hands on this, I was like, oh, this is like if you took like Taking pop, Back Sunday. Yeah. If you took like emo and pop punk, but you made it like way heavier and like sporadic. And so that's something that I've always loved about Under Oath is that they don't just like a lot of bands. But I think something they do really well is it's really hard to pinpoint what you label them as something that's always followed them as being a Christian band. Um, what's that? Spunk. Spunk, sporadic punk. Oh, okay. My brain immediately spunk. was like spunk, spunky, which so, is another term for semen. Uh, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, dude, just, <laughs> like, like people that go out on the sea. Listen and come, shut come up, and man. listen. Whatever you want right. to do. Yeah, probably did. Thanks, buddy. But no, I just th- <laughs> this album has a, a great mixture of very like um, pop influenced uh, Aaron clean vocals. Yes, you know, laced over with uh, Spencer coming in. Which is like that really high screaming that really just fills out the sound. Yeah, it's high, but Spencer, I think, has a much more listenable scream than uh, Dallas, Dallas ever had. Yeah. Mm. So that immediately pushed them forward into the Warp Tour, you know. Absolutely. Uh, they were Warp Tour staple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the biggest songs probably they ever made was It's Dangerous Business Walking Out Your Front Door. Uh, and it has like a chorus basically breakdown. And at, when I heard that, I started hearing it 
from totally tons of bands after that. So sure. again, they they made these kind of cliches at the time. They weren't cliches, but became them. And they do a good job as they go on through their career of getting rid of it. But yeah, that's that's another great album that I just again listen to all the time it was a little more upbeat than changing of times uh, a lot more upbeat. <laughs> um there was i think a little more positive influence i think in all their lives at that point because yeah. when dallas left spencer the new lead singer they said they just gelled better everything was was more uh easier to do with the band and you can tell in their music too that they had more fun yeah i think you know reinventing your exit was the first single off that album very uh, uh radio like it could almost be played on like alt radio stations Close, um, yeah. and then you have a boy brush uh red and black and white uh great song and then yeah my personal favorite song that they've ever done is it's dangerous business walking out your front door um and it is almost single-handedly because of that chorus part where they literally just went to a local church and they asked the choir there if they would just sing these lyrics for them and all they're singing is drowning in my sleep and which is um, pretty dark for a yeah, church to for, sing yeah and um uh i actually you got me with a chorus of people singing something i'm like i want to have this you never song. heard the, okay we'll play the song later it, it's so like unique the way it happens too because something that under oath does and they do a lot with aaron's drumming is they will remove everything and just let that one thing happen so a lot with aaron he's really the beat keeper which are obviously the drummers but like they'll do it to where it's just him like doing you know just like a four four beat or something and then they'll lead in. Well, with this, um, it's just they just let the choir sing. There's literally nothing else happening. It's singing "Drowning in My Sleep," and then Spencer just fucking comes in on top of it and uh, sings some crazy lyrics. And I, I have a little uh, thing that uh, Spencer said about it. So the whole point of the song is actually, um, so you know, them being a Christian band at the time and talking about how they're supposed to love like Christ does and how nobody they're they're basically saying nobody could love like christ does it's not possible so there christ I, loves you but i don't christ loves you <laughs> he's back and he's pissed but um but not to dwell on that too much but uh so they basically were like what if we had a song about somebody that like this guy that loved his girl so much that he wanted them both to die because he knew he could never love her the right way and so um and, and when you're reading the uh, uh the lyrics of the song if i have them here um which i don't uh let me pull them up real quick because it's one of my favorite things to say to people when they're leaving i'm like okay have a good day i love you more than jesus more than jesus <laughs> and they go what you Don't do that a lot it. i do yeah yeah just to customers at the store i just feel like i've never not really heard you customers, say that. but like customer friends like sega joe people that you know that people that i know that yeah. won't be all butthurt about it but i you want me to start saying this random people yeah i will Okay, I and got they'll it. be like, TikTok "Do you love me it. more yeah, than Jesus?" Thank you. I was thinking the same thing. TikTok, TikTok it. it. <laughs> They're like, uh, uh, "Thanks." <laughs> Let me tell you about my last week at the HQ. <laughs> okay, so here's where so that uh, 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 that choir comes in and they're singing "Drowning in My Sleep," and then Spencer comes in over and he says, "Glass shatters and comes to a halt." I thought we'd be there by now. I thought it would be so much quicker than this. So he's like, "I didn't." He's like, "I didn't die on impact." So he's actually like describing the. The car accident mm. pain has never been so brilliant uh be sure you're buckled in now you can walk hand in hand hand in hand with him 
And it's like just literally but this guy God. had this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the best thing about Under Oath, too, is like, yeah, it's they honestly have kind of a fucked up look at it. And, and but, you know, like he had this perfect plan to kill him and his significant other. And then he's like, this is not going how I thought it would. This is way worse, you know. And so that's just kind of their their angle at a lot of things. That's called murder suicide. <laughs> yeah, yes, it did is. That. And just so you know. <laughs> Jesus doesn't really... He's not a big fan. He's not, he's, I don't he's, really like what you did here, okay? I mean, I Sorry. guess if he said, please God forgive me right before he died, he Jesus. might get into the kingdom Hell of heaven. Hell 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 you're good. But it's a pretty exclusive club for what Mary's I hear. Call, and call me in the morning. So, that album happens. Have you seen a little movie called Constantine? That's a great movie. Constantine. Uh, two years pass. And what I feel is one of the greatest metalcore, post-hardcore albums of all time of all time gets released and it's called define the great line uh pretty unheard of i think for this genre to have a be on the number two billboards but oh, that is to it, you son of a but that is what this album did and i thought you were gonna say pretty unheard of and i was like i have never heard of it well, before you're, you're crazy right. um, to put it in perspective they're only chasing safety only landed at 101 on the billboard top 200 wow so this was a big jump for them wow, wow, but wow, also wow, wow. i think it was a big jump in production value um adam d where where the drums were kind mm -hmm. of like the reason that i stayed around for them um the most the guitars in this album really hit fucking hard that everything is a unison um, is a unison. This, 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 in regards to myself, the way that song starts. This is yeah. the album that, because they obviously they got popular with their previous albums, right. and the album for I already forgot the name of it. I'm sorry. They're uh, only chasing safety. Thank you. Uh, that catapulted them. So yes. that two years in between, they just I remember them hearing about them all. The they, time. they were like Warp Tour Hall of Fame. At yeah, that point. Hall yeah. of Fame at the time. So like, and I saw them at Warp Tour actually. Uh, but it, it, I remember that album coming out and just blowing everyone away i i've never been the biggest fan of under oath i do like under oath i i there's some of their songs that i listen to i'm like fuck yeah this is a banger um i'm obviously not into it as much as you guys are but i would die for them that album that album probably had the majority of the songs that <laughs> i, I like from them. them yeah it's a great album the go ahead no i was um uh, i i think jesse's right i as much as i love from a nostalgia point which is funny all of these albums were already out when i got into them by the way like i didn't get in, in, into them until 2013 and I that's when there. they that's when they broke up yeah. <laughs> when they were so yeah, i started <laughs> listening to them and they immediately broke up and i was like i'll just go fuck myself yeah. i guess whereas yeah. i was like they broke up yeah. who's, that, who's that band you showed me that like um uh, uh fucking who was that oh my god uh, uh, break the Durant cycle Durant. was the song it was the yep. Christian band. He wore the the stain. I don't remember, no. but it was it was a similar situation. <laughs> yeah, and then they broke. It was up. your birthday, and you showed them to me. I was yeah. like, "Fuck, this is a badass Bro, band." And yeah. then like three months later, ah, we're broken up. I was like, yeah. "Fuck, come is on." It, is it Byzantine? No, is that how you say it. Yeah, Byzantine. Dude, I Byzantine. showed Jesse their second album right after they broke up on their third album, and he was, and like, I was like, "Thank God." What? No, you weren't. You borrowed that CD for <laughs> yeah. like six I months. Did. I like that CD. Um, or you lost it <laughs> for today. Yes, for, for today. today. Yeah. Yes, he did a sermon in the middle of the show. Wow. Anyway. You were at that show. Mm -hmm. How how was that? How did that make you feel inside? Did you feel the jeezy crazy lovey easy? <laughs> <laughs> Just filled you. That's gross. <laughs> anyway, that. the jeezy anyway. crazy lovey easy filled, filled you right in the cracks. Filled your ma uh, mouth. No mind. Filled your mind up with. And so, so, so <laughs> I'm just trying to say that I agree with Jesse and that I think Define the Great Line is their best album. Um, Loudwire put it as uh, 
in the top 25 uh, greatest metalcore albums of all time. I think it's it's somewhat a precursor to Gent, which is maybe why Ooh. it resonates with me quite a bit. Um, and whereas you said that a lot of their songs don't feel so cohesive on an album, I think there's more of a flow to the way that this album's lined That's up. That's true. This is pretty unified. Um, in the middle, there's like this really weird, like almost feels like a journey, um, this, like a man going through the desert kind of song. And is that it, the one with the Hebrew that's being spoke? Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's like a Hebrew chant that, that's happening. And then it, near, near. Yes. Near. Yeah. yes. Um, so they do a really good job of like kind of taking you through this album a lot better than the previous albums they had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Writing on the Walls was, yeah, was probably, yeah. is still to this day their biggest track they've mm-hmm. ever made. Yeah. No, Love that, that one. I, something that Underwood does so well is that the energy carries through the entire song and they build... Uh, they build their songs up to these moments where like Spencer just comes in and like, there's this culmination between the drums and his vocals. And there's these like really heavy guitar riffs that just like make you like, just feel like some kind of emotion. And I think at this point, cause they've kind of struggled with their Christianity identity throughout their career. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I think the point where they were like, look, we're going to make music and it may or might not reference God or Jesus here and there, but that's not really who we are mm-hmm. as as a genre or as an artist. And if you get mad at us for that, fuck it. Well, one of the songs on this album funk is called it. "Funk It." One of the songs on this album is called "There May Be Nothing After This." Yeah. So so at this point, this is the shift for them, especially albums later. They are uh, at this point not Christian at all. Yeah. Um, especially Spencer, the lead singer, he actually had a lot of backlash. They between... re- they renounced. Well, some of them at least yeah. did. Yeah, the lead singer did. mostly renounced yeah. his Christianity because he was like, "Look, I was hated by the metal community because I was Christian. I was hated by the Christian community because Christ- you were metal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. though that part of it was way worse than the metal community ever was to me. Well, and you know, Spencer's always dealt with um, drugs. Drugs, and you know that was only magnified by the Christian community. And he said like. He said the people that were the least um, forgiving or the people that like, you know, when he was reaching out for help were Christians. They just they weren't preach doing forgiveness. Yeah, they weren't doing anything for him. Um, so they go. fuck. So, yeah, um, they and, go fuck themselves. They go fuck themselves. So uh, the, the last song on the album, uh, I, I think, really kind of leads into the next album that I'll be talking about. It's my third for the Holy Trinity. This would be Jesse's third uh, which i think is their best album but uh on everyone looks so good from here i think it really kind of deals with spencer like from my take on it spencer and his use of drugs some of the last lyrics in it is uh i swear i've slipped through the cracks in the floor i can't escape from this place this is so unfamiliar to me i can hear this unsatisfying silence my mouth is open but none of you can hear me and i think it has a lot to do with him like i'm asking for help i'm in this this horrible place. The song really referenced him to like being below the floorboards. Right. And he's like, I'm sinking and I'm needing help. And like, I'm not getting any help from anyone. From these people that are supposed to yeah. turn the other cheeks. Honest, to help you. None of those lines rhymed. So I'm out. Like, they do not rhyme. <laughs> they, they, they are not a band that, that rhymes. That is one lyrics. of those things that has gotten to me after a while as I'm like, <laughs> like the first few Acacia Strain albums are just a bunch of words. Words. Like and poem. then the and then when I started to listen to them the first time was during uh, an album where they actually were like oh okay we're actually gonna focus on songwriting and stuff and I was like this this makes my brain happy this is so much better like I like chaotic music but make the words rhyme <laughs> like what what is that that's dumb 
Doesn't have to, but yeah, I get you. I, I, I get, get you. Yeah, but it just it, it it hits your five year old brain. I get it, bro. You motherfucker. Damn, bro. <laughs> no, I am twelve, and you will respect that. I will respect that. Uh, what I will say, which is very unique to most bands, is that this is a band that after their greatest hit ever went heavier, went darker, went somewhere to a place I did not mm-hmm. expect them to go, and lost in the sound of separations with the album that he's going to talk about. But fuck, they they go. Pretty dark but after the that, fuck. That is pretty crazy because a band these days hit it big. Okay, guess what? We're friendly now. We're yeah. way friendlier. Bring me the horizon. Way friendlier than we ever <gasps> were. You know, and they gave us Septurnal. You be careful. Can you break my heart? I mean, feel my heart? Yeah, and then they went even more soft after you guys, that. <gasps> that, that. You understand that album was uh, the blueprint for everything that bands had for like the next three or four years as well. But that's no. a topic for another time. Anyway, go and, on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, so, uh, and and I was watching an interview with Spencer and with Aaron, and, and Aaron said he's like, you know, after um, they're only chasing safety, uh, they were being asked to do a radio edit of Reinventing Your Exit because there was... Uh, Some uh, screaming in it. There was, yeah, and um, there was a radio station at the time, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, began with a K, like all they did, like all of them did, all they did. All they did. And uh, they were asking for a radio edit version, and this was, like, the radio station that, like, if your shit got played on, it kind of blew up. Kind of like how, like, Octane and some of those serious XM channels are now. And uh, so, um, and he was like, we could have done a radio edit. We could have done a They're Only Chasing Safety 2, you know, done all that. We would have become the biggest band in the world for, like, 25 minutes. And then Spencer was like, and then we would have become nothing after that. And Aaron's like, yeah, I'm really glad we didn't do that. They didn't do the radio edit. They did define the great line after that. And Wow. And they're like, well, I'm glad that we did that because we're still here today. And they're like, he's like, I'm not trying to sound pompous or or um, or anything. He's like, but we make the music that we want to make. We don't make mm-hmm. music that people are asking for. Mm-hmm. I got to say, smart move on their part, because I know this band that did that and then they didn't. And they they haven't really done much since then. Um, they, Slipknot, this band, they did a radio edit of their most popular song off the first CD, I felt uh, the wait hate and rise up. Wait and bleed. They did wait a, and bleed. They did a yep. version of that without any screaming, and yep. poof, never heard from them again. Thank goodness, thank goodness, your band decided not to. Anyway, do that. Dakota, what was that? What were you saying? I'm, something weird's going on over here. <laughs> I'm Fuck glad you, Nick. I'm, I'm glad. Th- I'm glad Three Teeth hasn't you know gone against any of their morals. Um, they they like to do covers. <laughs> so their third album, Lost in the Sound of Separation, um, is a really really nihilistic album yes sir this is the fourth album technically this is no this is technically their sixth Sixth album album. uh his third my third that band's sixth album the third with spencer and the last album with aaron on it until hold on they return are they in a row are your three albums in a row my three in a row and then his three in a row so it's his first was alone and then his second was his first Yes. yes, we overlap. We're they like overlapped an album. We're like that uh, Venn diagram, right? Yeah. But when what 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 album of your albums is their album? What, what your first? Changing of times was just his. Yeah, just mine. They're only chasing right. safety. When was that? Was that their? Oh, two. That no, that was what? their third album. That was their third album. Yes. Okay, so you're on their seventh album, which is your third album. Sixth album. Yeah. Right. Yes. 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 Changing Cusco. of times was their third album. Five, six. Oh, we four, five, you're six. You're confusing is... yourself and the listeners. So he's right now. three, four, five. Yes. And, and I you're am... four, five, six. Yes. yes. And I'm 
five five five. Yes. Three, six, 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 six. Yeah. And then the poison for. Cruz. We're just gonna keep going back to Slipknot. So <laughs> who doesn't have three good yeah. albums in a row? Chris, shut the fuck I up. said what I said. You I, I agree. Liar. Chris, I shut agree. the fuck up. I agree. So, Chris, I think you'd like this album. Um, I've heard that a lot. It has. <laughs> it's been. It, it it's been one week since you... noted that this has um, industrial influences on it, Wait a and minute. and it's a very nihilistic album. Um, you could tell that this was probably the, the, So you know Jesse was saying that Spencer got along a lot better with the band, but this was at a point when they were all really starting to fucking hate each other. Hate hate each other. Hate each other. Hate each other. Hate hate each other. other. They would edit each other. Better when you love each other. When you hate when each other. Each other. <laughs> hey, give me some of that hate each other. I just hate want each some other, cheddar, man. Yeah, Ooh, a little bit more hate each other. I heard that cheddar spicy. Give me some hate each other. Hate each other. Hate each other. Is it from Hades? Jalapeno. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's spicy. Jalapeno ass. The the first song he said jalapeno he did it and you said jalapeno your ass no I, I said jalapeno ass <laughs> and that's why he likes that that album jalapeno your ass so anyway so the the first song on the album uh, breathing in a new mentality uh, just here's the lyrics just from the very first song on the album which they did uh, a focus more on Spencer and his screaming and they really put Aaron more in the back so when Aaron the few times where Aaron does come in on songs, you know, like it, it's almost like a echoed. like a moment of peace almost because like it's giving you a break. It's between... all echoed, isn't it? Um, no, I mean, he's pretty clear on some of the songs. Well, no, in this song. Um, oh, I, when yes, when yes, he's actually he's, in this, yeah, yeah, he's, he's actually, not in it too much. Echoed, but yeah, yeah. So it's, it starts by saying I'm the desperate and you're the savior. There's been something, something else talking in my ear someone save me when i speak it begins to decay i'm not about to bury myself oh god my hands are shaking again calm down calm down now i can't feel the floor my vision takes its toll on me so it it's a really fucking like nihilistic depressing album uh my favorite uh song on the album is a, fa uh, a fault line a fault of mine um great song it, it's a it's a pretty heavy song uh I, I fucking love it and i again i think it's talking a lot about um spencer and his drug use uh some of the lyrics on this Cocaine. uh uh he said i was lying when i said i was looking north which is a reference to a song on uh define the great line where he's telling people to look north this one's a lot more introspective and about kind of him than it is when about, he's saying look north he means look up yes to i Jesus. was too scared to show what i am bear with me bear with me this is all i have left this is more than a simple conversation and then he says i'm not sleep and then aaron says i'm not sleeping i'm not sleeping at all and then aaron or spencer comes back in like with really deep vocals like or screaming not like that the, the lyrics are deep but i stare at the wall watching my time float away it's all been a blur nothing will change and then it ends with i was lying this is defeat so like just straight up and and hey kids well, drugs win and i you know i feel that part of what makes something industrial and i asked you guys that is also just kind of the temperament and the mindset that somebody's in when they're making that i mean you know when um uh nine inch nails yeah what's Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. i mean i from the lyrics that i've seen from him and everything like it's not a good message when he it, made his it's best doom, album, it's he was completely fucked. Well, yeah. it's like it's like I'm not a person anymore. I'm becoming a machine. Like that's right. what industrial yeah. music. I'm tired of having feelings because all they do is hurt. I'd yeah. rather just be a machine and do my work. 
That's a sweet ass line. Yeah, that was a that was a dope ass line. That was dope. Yeah. So write that down right now. Go write that down. Now it's industrial. A lot of what I talk about too on this album is going to be about lyrics because I think the lyrics are a really important part of this. The music is fucking amazing. It takes what Jesse was saying about to find the great line and just ramps it up. You know, so if you are into that industrial kind of hardcore. Um, metalcore that is really just focused on the aggression and the the sheer force of sound. This is a great album. Yes, Can sir. I ask, was this close to being your top? Yes. So you you had to make a decision, I and did. it was you went with the third album instead of. I did. Okay. Um, because it had more influence on my life than this album did. It, yes. And I feel as an adult um, that this that uh, lost in the sound of separation is just a very mature sounding album and the the content that it talks about is like you gotta fucking wrap your head around it a bit you know and it's not like it's like higher intelligence like anyone can understand the message it's just actually talking even just with yourself about that or processing that yourself can be like you said this is more than a simple conversation and the the meaning itself of lost in the sound of separation is just getting lost in the sound of life and everyone fucking barking at you and telling you what to do and telling you what mold you should fit and and you know in this age of everyone's able to communicate with everyone and and say whatever they want it's it's just hard to be your own person and that and find any kind of you know self and so some more lyrics this is from I think the song that best describes the album. Uh, ooh, don't play it, Dakota. Hey, remember, is, kids, even if your master's favorite dog, you're still just a fucking dog. <laughs> arf, arf, arf. No, I'm just... Arf, arf, arf. Arf. So uh, this song's called Emergency Broadcast, but uh, the lyrics that I just wanted to read real quick are, uh, we will be the new Ice Age, we will be the new plague, the new plague disguised as a colony, we wipe them all away. Feast your eyes or just rip them out. This is just for us. It's time to panic. And then he and then he repeats over and over again. We always said it wouldn't end. Uh, we always said it wouldn't end up like this. And then the final lines of the song are, we are the cancer. We are the virus. Tell me it's not too late. So like, it's just, you can tell at this point, it's hard. I'm people. <laughs> if, I said, it's people. And you uh, said, it's you. And I was like, you. I'm also people. You. This this album just talks a lot about um, humans' place in in the grand scheme of things, and I I think you know even as someone that has faith in one way or another, it's kind of hard to call myself a Christian at the moment. But you know, someone that believes in a higher power. I call you Dakota. Thank you. Um, someone asked if they could call me White Dakota because I said I really like Black Adam. And they're like, wouldn't that be weird? Like, what if I just called you White Dakota? I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I mean, that you more. You kind of embody it. Wow. Is that your new gamer tag? White Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> if that's available, we'll see. White Dakota. I will. Killed. Many, I gave him ten bucks. I don't to change if, it. Too many I will give you ten dollars. I've to had do it. Angel X death since I started Xbox. Yeah, I don't know little, if I could change that. You know. Yeah, but so closing this Azrael out because this has already I'm gone on a really long time. Um, well, it was two of us combined. But it yeah. was two of us combined. Uh, two thirds of a human centipede. Um, I'm the front. You like getting your ass ate? I would rather that than eating ass. Yeah, what's your options here? True, true. Either you're shitting or you're eating shit. Side note, Time Desperate Times, shit. Desperate Measures is my favorite song on that album. Yeah, that's a great song, too. Um, but I, I just think that um, seeing seeing their journey from changing of times and, and you know, really Aaron being that that glue, mm -hmm. right? He's, oh, yeah. the, he's the only person to be on all of those albums. Um, actually, I think the keyboardist might be on all of them, too. He's um, not. 
He's not. They he changed is. him. No, he started in 2002. Was for Vinci changing times. So they changed him. No, they didn't. Um, they changed him. Man, if only later. there was a way to tell. So oh well. But but the journey that I think this band has taken and, and even where they are now is a really special place. I think their newest album Voyeurism is great. But pretty good. But seeing for me, my three being they're only chasing safety to find the great line and then ending with lost in the sound of separation. You really get this journey of a band discovering themselves and and you know. Um, the commentary that they have on life, like it just gives you a lot to sink your teeth into. And as you know, anyone that likes to think about the grand scheme of things or our place in this universe, um, you know, there's a lot of content there for you. And then again, as someone that just likes kind of organized chaos in their music, honestly, metal core, metal core to the extreme. Um, one of the, you know, the, the founders of the clean slash screaming that, has just taken over, you know, and it's now turned into its newest form. Um, it, it's just cool to to see that journey along the way. So, and I, Jesse and I became friends over Under Oath. Um, Under Oath has been such a big part of my adult life, and I just literally would not be the person that I am today without this band. And we got to see them live. Yes, their two greatest albums. Dude, of all that time. was fucking insane. They In played. They played them back to back. They're only chasing safety and to find the great line. So they broke up 2013. Uh, and then they announced they were coming back in 2015 or 2016. 15. 2015. Okay. Cash And they were, <laughs> and with with Aaron coming back, because Aaron does leave after Lost in the Sound of Separation, and they end up doing another album after that. It's uh, not good. Uh, it's actually one of their highest rated albums. It's not good. Uh, it's pretty good. It's not good. Uh, and uh, their highest rated album is actually Lost in the Sound of Separation. But um, it's still the best one. So no, their best <laughs> albums define the Great Line. But uh. It, it, I, they're just an extremely important band to me and and I think to just metal as a genre so I agree now you guys tell okay. us what you got out of that yeah not a fucking thing I Perfect. knew it okay like I'm assuming later you're gonna you're gonna put this on the uh, playlist and I am also gonna I Skip am gonna it. no no we're gonna have you listen to it in the living room probably not I got a dog that's at home throwing up I gotta get back you would have gone you by just now. wanna play Apex um, by yourself in the in the media room that's got a wood floor. Nick, so the dog what can did you bring to it. the table, sir, that you wouldn't tell us about beforehand? Oh no, you thought of something. Thank you. No, he, they asked us a question, both of us, and I didn't both get to answer. Us. Nick, what did you get from this? The same shit every time from you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I got that. I probably will take another listen to. Probably all those albums because I've I've listened to them. I have I've listened to all those albums before. I think you would really like. I think you would like. They're only chasing safety the least. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. I think I, I, really, I think I might agree with you on that. I think you could really get into the other three though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 hard because there's definitely things I remember from high school of Under Oath and being like, man, that's that's fucking badass. And then other things that I just I don't know. It didn't hit me right, and I was like, nah. No, I'll pass. Uh, but my tastes have changed over the years. Yeah. You know? I, and I've um, like their most recent albums. I haven't listened to like barely at all. They're I've listened to a damn couple good. singles. The, the one their newest album, I think, is a bop. I, the one before that, there's only a couple songs I like on mm -hmm. it. But their newest album that they had no other creative input on. Like it was just them. There was no label or anything to put out by themselves. It's pretty fucking it's pretty good. good. Cool. Yeah. That, and um, I'll give them a listen again. And, definitely. And Adam D from kill switch engage, who is a prolific pro producer on a lot of early metalcore parkway drive and, um, uh, some other bands as well. Uh, he produced, um, uh, define the great line and lost in the sound of separation. So nice. Very cool. Alrighty, buddy. What'd you bring? Well, 
I was having a real difficult time with this one. Uh, Dakota brought it up a couple weeks ago that we should do the <laughs> the third part of the Trinity, and I was like, hell yeah, let's get into that. And I what thought did you originally and thought, yeah. well, I originally was going with uh, Seven Dust, fantastic the, band, fantastic band. I love most of their work, uh, but as I was sitting down and listening to their albums again. I realized that I couldn't put three together. Like there were songs from some of those albums that I was like, oh, this is really good. But then the rest of the album, I literally could skip the whole thing and not care. So you feel like you would have maybe been just kind of like phoning it up for yep. the podcast had you stuck with them? Yep. Okay, hey man, I can respect that. Denial. Seems it had to come. Denial. Yeah, you didn't want that... to waffle around with <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. you, whatever. you say. And then... Oh, uh, golly. Uh, I like on, uh, I think it's their very first album. Uh, Their first album is called Black. Their second album is called Bitch. Or the second song, I'm sorry, Black Bitch. And it actually, there actually is a story behind that. Uh, He, uh, but he will not tell it. It was the, it wasn't the lead singer. It was the, I think the guitarist, but he won't tell, he won't tell the story behind it. We're not talking about them because you don't like them. What what albums are you talking about? You don't like them enough. So as I sat and looked, I just couldn't find a band or an artist that I was like, these are three great. And I mean, there were some prolific bands I went through. Linkin Park. Couldn't put three together. I could, but okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's awesome. Three in a row? Yeah. Slipknot. What, Meteora? Hybrid Theory, Meteora, Excuse and you, Meteora Minutes to Midnight. And Minutes to Midnight. That's oh, an sorry. easy three. I meant to I, say Minutes to Midnight. That's an easy three. Half, I, half the album's really good. I can't do Minutes to that's Midnight like personally. That's like most commercially successful album. And, and that doesn't and make that's it why, good. Yeah, anyway. I that for me wasn't great. Uh, Slipknot, couldn't put three together. I could. I would argue. Breaking Benjamin, couldn't put three together. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three Days Grace, couldn't put three together. No, like, no you could put two. Uh, ten Years, couldn't put... You know, I, I yeah. there were so many... Uh, flaw Dakota I couldn't put three together I couldn't even find one <laughs> Dream, Dream Nick could put three yeah. Flaw albums together You want to listen to Flaw And Dope And I was going to come to the podcast dope. tonight And kind of talk about that The You know sometimes it's difficult to uh, Huh? Huh? What'd you say? Nothing buddy Go oh, ahead okay. just say come. You're just getting up there He basically did Sometimes it's difficult to put out three amazing albums in a row uh, And for a lot of bands that's challenging Maybe to some people, you know, obviously they'll disagree and that's okay. But commercially, when you talk about, you know, each album, you know, Minutes to Midnight, yeah, commercially successful. But when you talk to the metal genre or the people who listen to them, who listen to Linkin Park for years, not great. Um, Very split. But it's crazy because I was in high school and the album came out. Like mm -hmm. my whole school was obsessed with that album. Yeah. So it might be a generational thing, too. Yeah, it could be generational. Yeah, very, it very probably so. is because my I was in and, I think uh, I was in high school. Shout when of the, the day was on VH. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I think I was in high school when the first album came yeah. out, and I was like, wow, was this the is the biggest really thing ever. Like, wow. Shout of the day was on every single fucking day on the VH1 top mm-hmm. 25. It was like always number one. Yep. For like ever. So I that's what I was gonna do. Well, then I kind of thought about it, and this is kind of out of left field, and it's something I've talked about before. Um. I'm actually going to go with, it sounds crazy, the Silent Hill soundtracks, two, three, and four. That is made by one person, it technically. Is. Yes. Two. Well, yes, featured a second person, but go on. She makes the album. I don't give a fuck what you um, That song is still made by him. She's, she's the vocalist. Yeah, she's on it. Okay. Thank you. Anyway. Well, thanks for proving my point so, in a shitty way. <laughs> so happy. Shut I, up, Chris. Fuck you. I thought about it for a while. 
And I was like, why can't I use this, right? Like, Fuck it, do it. Yeah, exactly. I like to imagine you're just like rocking back and forth why in your bedroom. Why can't I do this? Why can't I do why this? Can't I, I should be able to do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> it's my podcast. This guy <laughs> didn't do anything else in between those albums, right? <laughs> oh, so much. But he, Oh. Yeah, he did a lot. Anyway, the, the soundtracks, there's not a lot of songs that have vocals in it. There's a few songs, and there's like two or three each album, and it's usually sung by a woman named Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, who we've talked about on the podcast before. Amazing singer, beautiful voice. She's Spooky a voice singer. actress, you know, all this other things that Major she does. from Ghost in the Shell. Major, yep, yep. I'd give her an ocean full of love. Married, married to Steve Bloom, if you know, if you know Steve Bloom. Royalty, yeah, royalty right, right? right? If you don't know who that is, fuck you. Yeah. If you don't know who that is, just play Batman Arkham City and it's <laughs> and every character him. in the fucking don't game. Don't hit me, Batman, and then yeah, same yeah. guy. Or season two of Digimon. I, yeah. um, that, those soundtracks changed the way I looked at music. I didn't listen to soundtrack music or like, um, you know, classical instrumental only type stuff. When you like say ever. soundtrack, is it more of like the score? Because I would say soundtrack yeah, okay. is kind of like, yes, because like there's a, a score. Black Panther soundtrack and then there's like the score of the music that's it's actually both. in it. It's kind of both. OK, because, both yes, it's the score you're going to hear in the in the soundtrack. You're going to hear music from the game. So, yes. Um, Are but, there any songs on there that just like they had like artists put on there or was it just like music not, just in the game? Not Akira Yamaoka never did. Uh, Silent Hill Downpour Blech. had a no. new composer come in, Daniel Licht, and it, Daniel sucked. And he had Korn do the theme song for, yeah, which was for actually, the game. Actually, it was kind of good. So it wasn't a bad good. song. <laughs> it was kind of good. Yeah, it wasn't a bad song. It was the just, game sucked. Yeah, the game was not good. Um, Tell us about that map. Shut the no, fuck no. Up. anyway, go ahead. So I it changed the way I looked at music. I didn't really listen to instrumentals or scores or anything like that before. Not only did it change the way I look at music, but it changed the way I look at how I play games. Interesting. The the score, the soundtrack to the Silent Hill games was one of the first experiences I had with the music was amplifying every thought feeling reaction anything i was doing in that game and because of that i was like man i have a really high expectation now for video game scores and i pay attention to that shit a lot we've talked about it a lot on the podcast here of how that can really make or break a, a scene in a game or you know how you feel about something i'm talking to you uh uh Prince of Persia 2 and like, 3. Hey, I stand alone, brother. That's a soundtrack. That's not a score. That's in the game. It is in the It's in the score. You're on like a you're like on a boat, like in the middle of the ocean, like a wood boat, and then they're just like play some Godsmack. Akira Yamaoka does this amazing job of making beautiful music that scares you. And it's a that's sexy. Yeah, we call that super, haunting. Yeah, we call that Deftones. That's what our podcast well, is. Well, yeah, it, I mean, you could categorize it as haunting, but you, li if you didn't know oh, what do. Silent Hill was at all, you would listen to them and be like, "Wow, that's really beautiful." But there would be something there. There's always something oh, there yeah. in that song, in whether it's a uh, in the background, just like an ambient noise that he puts in the background of the music, whatever it might be, it makes you feel off. It's like a ring or a hum that, like mm -hmm. that frequency, mm -hmm. you can hear it. But you're like, what is it? You know, yeah, like it it's called the brown note. He's trying to make you <laughs> shit your wrong, pants. Tell me I'm wrong. But when I th like if someone asked me to explain silent, silent hill music, I would say like 
think like really sexy like spooky lounge music that had like like it's in on it but you're not kind of there's beautiful violin Mm -hmm. piano cello bass everything you want there's even there's even electric guitar there's acoustic guitar there's banjo like these machines fucking sometimes yeah exactly (laughs) there are industrial (gasps) shut your mouth it is industrial industrial, my man i didn't disagree (laughs) i I said shut your mouth as in like i know Uh i'm in on it here's here's what's cool about silent hill in general is that horror and as a genre benefits from sound design from music and what silent hill has over resident evil for instance is that resident evil gets you with the jump scares it gets you with the monsters the creatures but silent hill brings you in Mm -hmm. you are a part you are immersed you you feel like you're lost with that character and that music for every soundtrack up to a point is Mm -hmm. like fuck where am i like perfect driving music and and in i remember i remember it. listening to that one night uh this was even before i met jesse i listened i was listening to one of them in in the car B- and doesn't happen bcj and BCJ. it was a it was a foggy night before it's like um, in this it's like six degrees windows down and just listening to silent hill music and like the back roads i was getting over uh an x and all this other shit and it was just super calming but also had a had a feeling of like anger or frustration in there that matched what I was feeling like I was trying to get over the situation and it was helping because it was beautiful. But at the same time, it almost like it knew me and I knew it because there was that, you know, that background noise of that frustration or eeriness that just you were uncertain of. And that really resonated with me and it made me nostalgic going forward. And then after I met Jesse one night, I was like, hey, we like we like freaky shit. Let's, you know, <laughs> let's bang. Let's let's <laughs> we'll bang. OK, let's fuck. You like, yo, hey, yo, you like freaky shit. Let's bang. I know man. a place out in the fields. No one drives there. <laughs> Play some Santa Hill music. Look up at the stars. You're going to ruin the music for me. If Sorry. you. Yeah, please stop. If you don't come. Uh, <laughs> what? Like, wouldn't you be frustrated Stop. if you were listening to Silent Hill banging and then you didn't come? I made it there. That's like listening to Digital <laughs> Bath, not the podcast. I mean, uh, hopefully you listen to our music and Oh, come. people lis- listen to our music? Yeah. The, listen you're to our the po- only one with music. Hey, yo, no, if people our listen voices... to our podcast and come, then you know what? Thank you. We appreciate it. Don't tell the, us. <laughs> but thank you. In the you. industry, uh, we call wait, coming on, to this, that This is Dakota. Mode. You can send me a message. Let me know. <laughs> Slide in my DMs. Yeah. Oh, if I'm, it was my voice. I'm not available, but you I'm are... here to read stories. What? Okay. <laughs> That's called lurking. They, look, it's really they come weird. to our voices and then they look us up and they're like, motherfucker, you are hard to look at. It's called those, fanfic, actually. That's what those, filters are for. Yeah. Go feel, go fish. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Okay. I. <laughs> I got to this day, so fucking bad. Well, hold it. Fuck off. To this. T- <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> to this day, I still listen to those soundtracks. Hell I still yeah. go back to them. I still go out at night sometimes and just put on Silent Hill music and drive around when I, when I want to clear my mind, if I'm stressed, whatever it might be. Which one's your favorite? Ooh. Ooh. Silent Hill 3. I said what I said. I was going to say 2 because I know that's your favorite game. Three. It's my favorite game, but 3's got the better soundtrack. I'm just Ooh. saying. Does it, though? I don't think 3 has the better of, oh, the, of the 3. I actually think... For me, it's really close between four and two. Okay. Four had this mm, other world worldly 
like sense to it. And and I mean almost like extraterrestrial in a sense. Do you feel like maybe that was a product of doing the other albums kind of culminated to four? Or do you think they were, he was trying something different or like four four to me has like this weird like uh um Oh, what's that era of Japan? Like Edo Japan Edo era, era, like creepy totally. vibe to it. Like mm-hmm. it's just so it otherworldly, but and to me it's like historically like otherworldly. Like mm-hmm. you're like you've been transported to this age of oh yeah demons and like I don't know. It's it's fucking creepy. It is especially the title track or not the title track, but the main Room menu of track. Angel? Uh, well, the main menu track for oh, the game. Just like it's just so oppressive. What I said, nailed it. You two together. It was that. It was that like slow, kind of banjo sound. Yes. That from the. It like was white people gonna kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. White people it, gonna kill me. I think that every day. Um, the game is oppressive, and as far as like you're trapped in the the room, mm-hmm. and that album feels oppressive. Yep. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, I would say. I said what a, I said, Dakota. I I would say it's a cul- culmination, <laughs> and I would also say that yes, it is. It is because of the game itself that he changed some things up yeah. because there was far more body horror in that game also yeah, yeah, yeah. than you, than you like saw it. in the other ones. Um, and then uh, two, I mean, theme of Laura and like the the oh, what is it? Um, I'm forgetting the name of it. How did I forget the Look name of that? It's so, so fucking gonna, hot. It's very hot. It's so hot. I'm going to pee my pants. Please open the door promise um <laughs> no keep going it's okay it um it's the it's the very famous piano one the oh, with yes. the violin in the background just kind yeah. of like comes in sweeping mm-hmm. and then leaves and yeah yeah just like a white people don't want to kill me <laughs> no, i was gonna say like a maid oh yeah what she sweeps she does okay okay i I didn't think that would be something initially when I thought of this, I was like, oh, I can't bring that to the table. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, it really did change a lot of things that I see music for uh, and about. And it it's something that I love. And not only that, but when you talk to people who have listened to Akira Yamaoka's music, there's not a there's not a lot of soundtracks or scores out there that are just massively popular and people are like oh i really want him back as the composer to this video game and that I consistent mean, man. yeah consistency like and to this day there are still fan threads there are forums everything that people are making of hey we would love to bring akira yamaoka back and and we would love for just another silent hill so right. just point, please give me another game and a lot of those leaks the silent hill game leaks they make a they're all fake right now that we know of, but it always makes a strong point in those articles that they're bringing back Akira Yamaoka articles. People don't make a big deal. Of like no, that. no one ever of, fucking talks about yeah, who did the, the, the score. Only right. other game. Um, Doom. No, I well, yes. Now Doom now. But, yes. Uh, Nobu Ometsu would be yeah, Nobu the Ometsu, only other the name. Final Fantasy games. Oh, yes. Yeah, I would say is like, hey, and, and Koji Kondo, who does a lot of the Zelda music and Mario music. That's but about it. You think of Final Fantasy and you think of Doom, right? OK, I mean, obviously Silent Hill is popular, but does it rise to the popularity of those two, at least at that time frame? Not even Silent Hill is dwarfed Doom at this point, um, not Final at Fantasy. At this point, but I'm, I'm saying like when they were out. They were popular, but That's they true. didn't really get to their echelon. Konami put a lot of faith into, yes, yes. I would say, uh, yeah. 
I yeah. think as someone that didn't play those games and still hasn't, but seeing it from the outside, I think the mythos of Silent Hill now is so strong. Because now, because I mean, it's been so long since the games come out, right? And now with the PT and, and all that, <laughs> like literally. You shut your mouth. No, no, I'm just saying, like, it's literally like. Like, what's a good example? It's like talking about one of your favorite athletes that doesn't play anymore, and you're talking to someone It's like, dude, when those games came out, like, this Life is, changed. you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, yeah, Michael when you talk about Jordan your favorite athlete. Of horror well, games. like, you know what I mean, though? Like, that's literally what it's like when I hear people talk about Silent Hill, they're like, bro, when I, I was playing bed, that, yeah. Playing that game. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you shit your bed for real? No, I did not oh. shit my bed. Well, he shit his bed. I was going to say, you Hill. too? <laughs> he shit his bed and then played you, Silent Hill. Chris also <laughs> shit your bed. I shit in your bed playing Silent Hill. Why? I, I shit in your bed. <laughs> I was a child. So I shit it in your bed. Yeah. I drink I your milkshake in your I bed. Shit I shit your bed. in your bed. Wow, that's a reference. That that's what happens if I drink a milkshake. I will shit in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got the Crohn's fever. Anyway, uh, I. <laughs> Is By there... the way, while I was taking a piss, I listened to like five songs off Silent Hill 3. It's definitely the best. There's no way you had enough time. Um, well, Nick, I mean, I skipped is... around and was like, oh, yeah, the banger. banger. Is there anyone. Or any game that's doing scores, soundtracks that you feel even comes close? Or do you feel like like this being your unholy uh, trinity, do you feel like this really is kind of the 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 uh, pinnacle? Nobuo Matsu is there. He's yeah. there. I mean, he he's made... And he's of, the... I mean, uh, one-winged angel. Final Fantasy. I mean, oh. for fuck's sake. like For fuck's sake. I would say whoever is composing, which I guess that is my answer. It's not as good if I can't remember his name. But whoever is composing for Dark the, the Souls series, there's some... And Bloodborne, there's some, like, really high-level composing going on between, okay... The reason Sorry. the reason this is happening is because this character is aggressive. And so mm -hmm. the violins match what's happening. Um, I would I would say the soul series um, gets pretty close for me. Dead Space one and two. Oh, but so it's not. So I used to have the score to the Dead Space games because uh, I, I saw them online after I started really getting into the Silent Hill soundtracks like you do. Um, those they don't hit me the same. They're very well composed. I mean, it's not that they're not. And it's the same thing with Dark Souls and Bloodborne. They're very well composed. But that's not what I remember off of those. They it, it sounds more like it is music made for the instance and not music that's drawing you in and like making you feel a certain way. That's fair. Bloodborne's the closest I felt because of the operatic and choir uh you know, this neo-gothic kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. That's the closest I felt to Silent Hill. Yeah. The Soul series kind of, sw you know, sways depending on what boss we're talking about. Right. But I would agree. As a listenable soundtrack, I don't think there's anything that comes close to Silent Hill as far as games are concerned. No. Yeah. No, I... It, it, it's Doom? just... It's just something we, we actually mentioned. Which one? Doom. Which one? Old Doom or New Doom? Oh. New, new Doom. New Doom. Old Doom's pretty rad. I mean, it's cool when they stole a bunch of shit from different metal artists and yes. were like, this is original music. Yeah, they had that all Doot. on there. Doot. Dude's great. Uh, yeah, so I I don't know. If, if you haven't listened to the music and you want something to just listen to, don't get me wrong, there are some uh, tracks on there that are a little jarring and they have, you know, the crazy sounds out of nowhere that are kind of spooky and those aren't as those aren't quite as great, but the majority of the rest of the songs are really, really nice to listen to. But I don't know. There's just that eerie feeling again. I love it. it so there's yours is four. Great. Chris's is three. I, I I think two is actually probably my favorite. Well, my like I said, two and four are kind of there. I'm not sure because I 
love to. Uh, I don't know. It, that's that's a tough one. Depends on the day pick. of the week. Yeah. 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 I'm uh, honestly going throughout up to Origins. They're all amazing. Mm-hmm. So sorry. Five's great. Origins is great. Yep. I and Shattered, Shattered Memories. Shattered Memories. Shattered Memories. Shattered Memories. Spider Man game. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, every. I think everyone. Even one has some. While it's dated, it has some great tracks on there that are still really, one, really one good. One is the weakest for me. It's the weakest. Say. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, not including Downpour. We're not including it because that's not a Kira Yamaoka. There you go. But you said it here. I, I strongly recommend going and, and taking a listen to it. And, you know, it it's hard to understand when you listen to something like that, how you can still feel creeped out because it is beautiful. So... That's dope, man. Yeah. Um, we're going to, like I said, we're going to make a, a playlist. So we'll have Three Teeth. We'll have Silent Hill. We'll have Under Oath on there. Um, and, uh, if plus you guys, many more. Plus many more. No, if you guys like that, then we'll make some some playlists for our other two uh, iterations as well. But um, we appreciate, appreciate you guys listening uh, to us nerd out on some of our favorite music. Uh, music's a huge part of, of all of our lives and, you know, really kind of steers us as people. So uh, we appreciate it. This is the Digital Bath Podcast signing out. Mahalo, my brethren.